Sometimes hilarious, always hilarious. It's keeping up with Ken Hilarious on Mater Day Radio. And it is our good friend Ken Hilarious uh, over at Notre Dame University. Wait, wait, wait! Notre Dame just scored another touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, that was ugly. He again was one of the models for the wise guys. He thought that he we were interviewing for today. I said, no, no, Ken. It's the wise men. Our good friend Ken Hellenius is getting it all straightened out this morning for us. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. It's a little awkward because last night I watched the Godfather trilogy and Goodfellas to prepare for our conversation. So I'm ready to go if you want to know anything about Robert De Niro. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Those those gangster movies are, are so much fun to watch. A little gory. I don't think the Magi yeah. were... Uh, I think they were a little bit more uh, closely aligned to God in that way, for sure. Um, yeah. And perhaps uh, an additional uh, decade of, ro- of the rosary was prayed uh, for Notre Dame. You guys took care of business at that uh, bowl game. You know, last time we talked, I mentioned that uh, my wife has flown an Oregon State beaver flag in front of our house here in South Bend since we moved here. And um, we watched the game, and my wife basically kind of tuned out uh, not long into the game. Um, but I was, I was, I tried to be a very gracious um, husband, and uh, I didn't gloat too much. Um, and so, um, no, you know, it was, it was fun. It was fun to to uh, see names that uh, you know that we've been following because we have the pac 12 channel or, or is it now the pac 2 channel i'm not exactly sure what <laughs> yes yeah now. um and so we've we've watched several you know throughout the season we follow both the irish and the beavers so it was exciting to to see them come together and uh, I'm pleased that our house didn't get burned down because well, we yeah. What helped, Ken, was that uh, what helped is that you made dinner and then you did the dishes at the end. That's also, right. that's what you get for winning. Well, that's we right. all we are all winners this week, and it is a, a time of gift giving as we look and follow the Magi to the Christ Child to the manger where he was born. Epiphany is coming up. In fact, later in the show, Pat, we're going to talk about a special blessing. That can go up on the house. But Ken, you're joining us today to talk about these men. Now, something that I actually had to look up that was reminded to me is that the names of the wise men, while we have three names, they're not listed in scripture. So how do we know their names? Yeah. So, you know, that's really interesting because even the number three is not listed in scripture. We, The only place that uh, the sacred scriptures talk about these wise men uh, is in uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2. And so uh, all it says there is that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? So there's not a number, there's not a name. It's tradition that associates the number three because it corresponds with the gifts that they brought and presented to the baby Jesus. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they brought three gifts. So logic and tradition said, well, there must have been three wise men. Uh, we don't know where these wise men are from other than from the East. We don't know their, their, um, uh, you know, their identities. We don't know uh, in Scripture anything about them more than what I've just said. Um, it is sacred tradition that tells us that there were three and that we assign their names, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar. These are names that have come to us uh, through sacred tradition, and, as well as their other attributes. Um, we learn in, in legend that uh, they represented three continents. 
uh, Europe, Asia, and Africa, as well as three generations. So when we think mm -hmm. of these three wise men in art, typically when you see them painted, you're going to see an older man, probably around the age of between 60 and 70, who is traditionally associated with Casper. Uh, you're going to see a middle-aged man in his 40s, uh, who's uh, traditionally associated with Melchior, who's uh, presented as being Arabian, and then a younger man in his 20s uh, who's associated with Balthazar. And he's typically presented as an African, uh, so representing the um, to, uh, traditionally Ethiopian or from uh, Seba. Um, and this actually is a kind of a conflation in Scripture of we read in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 20, that kings will come and present gifts to the God of heaven. And so that's why Scripture doesn't even tell us that they're kings, at least not in Matthew. Right. But well, can, in Isaiah, yeah. we hear about the kings. Ken, that's a good question, which is my next point. So we call them three kings in some uh, traditions. They call them astrologers. They were looking at the sky following the star, a magi mm -hmm. or a holy man. What is the one most closely associated to what our tradition tells us who these men were? Yeah, so the word magi is the actual Greek word in the in the Greek version of the New Testament. Magi means wise man, but it's also the word that was used in Zoroastrianism, which is a religion of Persia, to describe their priests. And Zoroastrians were traditionally, um, they were astrologers. They would search the skies, and, and it was a, considered a science at the time. So what we think of as astrology today, you know, horoscopes and things like that, is was a very important part of their religion. And so the word used in Scripture is magi, um, but it really, for us, has come to mean simply somebody who is, uh, you know, anticipating, uh, in this case, searching the, the world for signs of God's creation, for signs of God's intervention. And so, yeah, so you won't see the word kings in the New Testament to describe these men, but you will see magi or wise men. So that's kind of where where that image comes from is from Zoroastrianism, uh, which is a religion that has is uh, basically kind of died out since. But um, at the time, it would have been, uh, yeah, astrologers, so wise men from the East. So that's kind of where we get that idea. Well, we're speaking with Ken Hellenius from Notre Dame about the epiphany coming up. And Ken, what do we know about their encounter with Herod? Because uh, they, they definitely didn't go back uh, after, no. after encountering Christ to Herod. So what do we you know, know about that encounter? Yeah, so um, this is another case in Matthew where the Lord uh, speaks to people in dreams. You know, in Matthew we see Joseph getting a dream, mm -hmm. uh, receiving a dream that it lets him know that Mary is carrying the Son of God. She is not, um, she's not committed adultery in any way. We see Joseph also receiving a dream to pick up the child and take him, uh, the child and his mother, and take them to Egypt because Herod seeks to destroy them. It is the wise men also that we learn in Matthew uh, chapter 2, verse 12, that they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, so they departed to their own country by another way. So their interaction with Herod, really, in some ways, it, it, uh, at first, it um, alerted Herod to the fact that the newborn king of the Jews has been born. So now Herod, the king who was actually not king by right, but king because he was imposed by the Romans, uh, Herod... Uh, gets his hackles up because he sees that there's a rival 
on the scene. And in this case, the rival is the actual son of God, the heir to King David. And so uh, Herod, uh, through the wise men, learns of the birth of Christ. And then he uses that as his pretense to, of course, right after this story, we hear about the massacre of the Holy Innocents, Mm -hmm. which we celebrated just last week. Uh, So that also portion, that also tells us that the wise men didn't arrive on Christmas night. The wise men uh, arrived after the birth of Christ. And so that's why, you know, we had Christmas, you know, basically uh, 11 days ago. Uh, And uh, the epiphany happens afterwards, sometime between now and when Christ was two years old, because that's who Herod has killed, is all the baby boys who were two years uh, old and younger. And so that's why, um, why these feasts are not the same why Christmas and Epiphany are uh, kind of separated, because the wise men came after the birth. And actually, there's a tiny little fact here that you, you only notice when you read carefully, and that is that by the time the wise men arrived, Jesus was no longer living in a stable, because it actually tells us that when the wise men arrived, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Oh. Our house actually tells us that by then they'd gotten a room, not just hanging out in where the where the animals are fed. Oh. That's kind of a fun little fact. I appreciate how, Ken, you can find these details that, that makes this story so much more complete and full. Ken, it is always such a great morning when you join us, so now we can enter into this weekend ready to celebrate. These wise men, thank you so much. You too are a wise man, Ken. (laughs) Not like Bob De Niro. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Take care, my friend. We will talk with you real soon again. Have a blessed Feast of the Epiphany.